Welcome to the Undoku Hustle Show, a podcast designed to help people get started with entrepreneurship through the story of Undoku entrepreneurs and their process of starting up. With hosts Alejandro Flores Muñoz and Victor Galvan. All right. Well, welcome back to the Undoku Hustle Show. Um, your host, Victor Galvan, with my co-host, Alejandro Flores. How are you doing, Alejandro? Me, 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 me. I wish we had that button. That's, that's, that's defining how I feel. Um, I'm doing doing very good, Victor. It's starting to um, get sunny here. Nice, nice weather. But we're, we're, we're a few days away from June. And I honestly have some exciting things happening this June. Um, the launch of uh, the kiosk pop-up, um, the, the kiosk drive through window at the west side of town is opening. So I'm excited for that. That's June 1st. Um, and June 2, I'm not, I'm not, it's not going to be on June 1st. It's going to be a, sometime in June. I'm also launching, relaunching Unum Sunglasses. And my birthday is on June 6th. So there you go. Oh, man, it's going to be a pop in June. As you know, we um, also kicked off the succulent business with, um, with uh, uh, this podcast. And I'm, I'm like, just ready to launch. I got everything set up on Shopify. We were just talking about shipping, how I'm going to be able to ship, you know, about a pound of concrete with three plants. So, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to launching that and seeing how you know, the business ebb and flows. So I'm, I'm super excited. Yeah. For that. I think we should do an episode um, and, uh, Victor, just on the, all those questions that you're ha- you're going through right now. Cause I know you and I were right before this podcast, before we were getting ready, we were discussing like, you know, how did you were asking me, how do you ship your things? What do you use to ship things? And I, and I think that we should put that out there in a podcast just to give people an update with all those new barriers that you've had to face since the inception of that idea. Yeah, exactly, exactly. No, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, and I'm hoping that I'll be able to launch literally in June with, um, with the, everything on the Shopify site um, coming, you know, getting cleaner and, and um, really getting ready to set that up. So as you all heard, somebody came in through the door. We actually have a, a guest, Bo. Um, Want to just introduce him. Bo is an artist and an advocate from Thailand with his own streetwear vintage clothing line illegal drip his art which ranges from drawings drawings to paintings to screen printing is influenced by surrealism graffiti street art and anime art as well as his youth in in thailand his activism and his undocumented identity um great to have you on though how are you doing i'm good i'm good it's an honor to be here too pretty surreal pretty Feels pretty cool, you know, like a radio show right here, undocumented version. Dude, dude 20, <laughs> 20 years ago, 10 years ago, producing something like this that we're doing now, like having it on Spotify, uh, available to stream, all those things, not possible. True, true. It's big. It's yeah. big. We have an opportunity here, which is one, as we are talking and engaging and keeping um, ourselves engaged and figuring out this this uh, um, entrepreneurship route. At the same time, we can uh, share our knowledge and our obstacles and all that thing uh, that has ha- been happening uh, as our, we're going through our journey. So it's a pretty cool thing. Very surreal for us too. 
Mm-hmm. Alejandro, Bo, you guys already know each other, right? How did you guys meet? Uh, I'll let Bo. Okay. So, I mean, it's pretty interesting. I feel like like we, we work together as uh, Immigrants Rising Entrepreneurship Ambassador. But, you know, I heard of Alejandro even before that. I don't even know if Alejandro remember this. When Immigrants Rising had, um, they had this Andaki Hustle. I forgot the name of it. There's so many names. They're a great organization, throw hella events, hella like things. But there has this thing where they have like Shark Tank, bunch of undocumented entrepreneurs go to like Miami and all that. And I think I couldn't go that year. And one of my friends went. And then uh, Alejandro heard about me through my friend and reached out on Instagram. And I was like, wow, this is pretty cool, you know. Uh, he, he does a uh, food truck and all this. And at the time, my family does restaurant and I grew up with like restaurant business. So I remember like looking at Alejandro and being like, wow, this is pretty dope. And this was even before I started all the clothing line. And then a year later, I never, we ended up getting the same fellowship and I met him uh, for the first time in NorCal. And we bonded through like, you know, meetings and phone calls, but also like got a lot of mentorship for sure for sure and uh questions and answer from alejandro just you know as i started this journey so it's, it's nice to be here yeah for sure um and just a couple of things i remember very clearly when i saw your when like you know we we live in this kind of like um almost circle where undocu people one way or the other will bump into each other especially the ones that are active you know trying to represent the community um and i stumbled into both hate instagram and at that time it was like i think it was bow tie and it was there was were you doing ties no i never did ties but i always like wrap bow ties i know like yeah but i remember that (laughs) but i remember how like artistic your page was and yeah you know it's history from there and we've been you know we've had the opportunity to work together over the past year the fellowship is over, dude. It's been one year already. It, I know. It's, it's been heck of a year. Uh, but I think, like, I see Bo, like, where I saw myself when I was starting Unum Sunglasses, right? With, like, a passion to figure out entrepreneurship. One, because of necessity. And two, because it's pretty cool, right? It's pretty cool. And um, Bo is super artistic and wants to put that out there. And... I have resources that live within me because I've gone through the process and I am not afraid to share those with people. Um, and I have, you know, I've loved sharing a bunch of ideas with Bo and then see him execute, which is the most important thing. There's, you know, there's people who we can share all these things and all these ways to start up and all these things about entrepreneurship, but it's actually executing that is important. And Bo definitely has been executing. Bueno, pues. Let's get going with a couple of questions that we have for Bo because it's super exciting to have you on um, as you're navigating through your hustle, figuring out things, how things are working. Um, But we want to know a little bit of your background, Bo. Uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and and who's Bo? Okay, yeah, I mean... Uh, I'll just start with a fun fact, you know, I think it's, it's always good to start like this. So my name is, is Bo, but I like to tell people that my real name is actually not Bo, it's, it's Bunyarit, Arapan, and then like, it's just like, in, in Thailand, we all have like longer names from like Sanskrit, you know, just to give a little bit cultural background and also like mention that I'm from Thailand, a little bit into like 
is my story of who I am. And um, so I moved here when I was 13. And, you know, I feel like that that has a lot to do with my art and my life, you know, my migration and also like the influences of like different experience I had. And Bo is, Bonus was my nickname in Thailand. Everybody in Thailand has nicknames. So when I moved here, I just went with Bo. And, and I created this whole identity called Bo Thai, which really came from like just wanting to represent Thailand and also like represent myself as an undocumented like uh, AAPI person and also like blending where I came from my roots into my art and just you know trying to navigate that in on a personal level as being like undocumented and having spending like 13 years in Thailand and now like I don't know 12 years here now 11 12 years here so it's almost like split between the two so and outside of that you know like right now I'm a clothing designer all these things and it's it's been a journey but really I'm just I like to tell people I just like I'm just like I like to be creative I like to dance and you know uh, like these things are parts of me and it's hard to define myself but I just really want to chill and be creative and connect with people so Bo as I'm as I'm clicking through your website um you know illegal drip I'm just like I'm shocked, I'm inspired, I'm moved, and, and connecting, you know, in a lot of very real ways. You know, Alejandro, myself, you know, all three of us were undocumented and we know that experience. It's it's incredible to see the art that you're making here and the statements more than anything that you're making with your fashion line. Tell us a little bit more about illegal drip. Like how how does this come about and like why fashion? Why why is it why is it that you're doing this through clothing? Okay, so that's a little bit of a long story, and I've been trying to, like, document and write a couple articles on there, too, to tell a little story about it. But, you know, even to, even before to start, like, talking about illegal drip, I want to do a little epilogue, just, like, you know, personal story and then how it, trans like, went into that. So, essentially, um, you know, I don't, I, I, don't, I don't have DACA, and I feel like when you don't have, when you're undocumented, with no DACA at a young age, for myself, it just seems like the world just kind of like, whoop, cave in, right? In terms of like what you can and cannot do. So that went into a lot of like mental health and find, trying to find outlet and trying to find like sense of belonging and all these things. So that turned into advocacy and art was one of the outlet that came to mind. But then what I noticed when I joined like the immigrants rights movement and I was sharing my stories and all these things is, I noticed that sometimes we don't have the agency to control our narratives. It's often controlled by maybe like politician or media. And I also saw that there was a barrier, right, for all of us to join. Like back then, my cousin was undocumented. Everybody was working like nine to five. So activism, quote unquote, sometimes is not even accessible to everybody. Like I was able to do it because I was a student. So I thought about ways that we can represent, showcase ourselves in an authentic way. And then that's where like the fashion came in, right? Like you know, we can always just like stand with our statement. And I wanted to take it beyond just like protest shirt. And the vision with Illegal Drip was to have clothing that is a lifestyle base, but, you know, repping your truth, repping your life, and also to create this platform of agency, right? For myself first to like survive, just, you know, just on the hustle level, but also like to continue to be creative and also bring other creative, like other undocumented folks and bring other people to, you know, do that. So, Essentially, it is like controlling our own agency and building like power in our community. That's awesome. That's awesome. 
and and I'll I'll tell you that like I I I see that when I'm looking at your you know some of your pieces I'm I mean I'm looking at your community wellness shirt and then some others you know um black is an immigrant or immigration is a black issue an asian issue like I hear that down to my core um and I hear you when it comes comes to like a lifestyle because I've seen people wear shirts like these and when I when I see that representation you know maybe you know, I'm just a stranger walking on the street. It's like, man, I know that my community is with me and, and protecting me almost. Like, it's my shield to see people, like, branding themselves with, like, clothing that says immigrants are okay or they're welcome. They're, like, present and a part of us, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. All yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think all of this at a time where... um you know, all of a sudden, a lot of us and a lot of our families and a lot of our, our, our relatives, friends have become essential workers, but we're still not getting paid or the treatments or the benefits as essential workers. Um, it is more now than ever that we need to, I think, represent that and showcase how important this is. Um, and I think you're doing a great job, Bo, with your clothing line and just your ideas very, very artistic. Some, some of your artwork is just like dope, super cool. And so uh, where can people find you? Um, I mean, they can find me on, on Instagram. Like um, it's flies underscore alien now. Just because people keep like spelling Thai wrong, you know, like mm-hmm. bow tie. So that's why it became flies <laughs> underscore alien. And then the clothing line is illegal underscore drip. And then um, I could drop my phone number and email. I don't know. No, yeah, I'm talking know, about, like, like, where can people get your <laughs> art? Like, you know. Oh, you're... okay. Oh, where can they get my art? Okay, so. Uh, I have some. I have some prints on illegal-drip.com. But, you know, I think right now I'm slowly transitioning into more art, too. Because, you know, like, initially I started as an artist. And I went into fashion. And now mm-hmm. I understand more of, like, oh, okay, business, networking, da, da, da. I'm trying to transition back into, like, that art. Mm-hmm. So, but a lot of your pieces, a lot of your artwork li- lives in your uh, fashion, clothing, clothing definitely, which, which is which is awesome. And I think you know <laughs> part of the undocu hustle right here, then why we want to encourage people to you know tune in is because we want to showcase that undocu people can definitely start whatever passion they have or whatever they have going for themselves, they can turn it into a business. And you're a perfect example of that. And we don't want to we don't want people to forget that you know they can buy your product and that purchase not only is going to go towards expanding the message but also to help build wealth for yourself which is i think ultimately um what the undocu hustle is all about definitely and i also wanted to add that like i try to be very intentional about the way we do things so right now like the screen printing and everybody i work with are all undocumented too and at times we also do like uh donations to different communities just to kind of you know having that this brand thrives on social entrepreneurship like you know like Mm -hmm. a framework we wanted to make sure that we're not just using it to sell product but to actually act upon it and also constantly try to like work with other communities or bring other undocumented folks onto the platform you know bro that that what you just said strikes such a huge chord for me, and I imagine Alejandro too, we've, we've had this conversation, I think, a million times already <laughs> about how, like, you know, people people will get in this mindset that, like, 
once I become rich or once I like go beyond my means, like more than I, than I need, then I'll start giving back. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They want to reach some level until like they, until they, they can start giving. And I think that that is like a fallacy. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I, I remember when I first talked to Alejandro, he's like, you know, you have to, you have to lean into giving to the community as a way to open up your entrepreneurship. And it's like almost the cornerstone of how we do business, right? It's like, we start with the mindset of like, how we're going to use our business, not only to, 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 to get that money, right? Like we need to pay bills, mm-hmm, but also mm-hmm. how to give back. And like, I think it's beautiful that you say that because I feel like that spirit is amongst us, right? Like when I'm thinking about how I'm doing business, I'm thinking about like, what's going to be that cornerstone in my, in my, in my work ethic and my hustle that's going to be giving back to the community. And I love that about it. I love that about I'm docu hustlers. Like, I feel like we, we have it ingrained in us that like immediately when we get a dollar, like 10 cents of that is going to go to like my favorite organization that I know is killing it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like reproductive justice or in immigrant rights or in this and that. And I think that's beautiful. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's shift, let's shift the conversation now to um, a little bit of the hustle, like, like, um, going more deep into the into the actual hustle Mm -hmm. um and we would like to know like because we get this question asked i get this question asked all the time and i know victor is as well which is like you know what is the scariest thing about you know starting this on your own or go moving forward what was the the toughest thing um and i think once you break that you're able to go on and move on to the next thing so what was that for you Okay, I, I feel like I feel like it was a very mental journey, and I think the hardest thing was probably the mental aspect of it. Uh, initially, right? I feel like for me, I think that one of the hardest thing was like embracing uncertainty and kind of almost like trusting myself to do this. While you know, I think as all like first generation, you know, undocumented, you know, this whole American dreams, you know, like for me back then, it didn't make sense for me to be like, okay, I'm gonna do art, I'm gonna do clothing when I see my family working so hard, you know, or like, you know, mm-hmm. just embracing that uncertainty. And I felt like I felt guilty and I felt selfish. And more so than that, I, I just did not know if I were able to do it or not, you know, just living a regular life was already hard. So embarking on this was, I think that was the initial barrier was a lot of mental. And it's just like, almost like accepting that uncertainty and then just like trying, but also seeing myself as an, artists and beyond myself looking at myself beyond my status because I feel like the status had kept my mindset restricted for a long time of where I see myself whether that been social justice or just like not you know like jobs that don't require social security and I mean like you know I can talk more about when it's actually started it's just hard too because I'm just like how am I gonna actually make this livable and it, it, it really seems impossible and just kind of just keep going with that momentum and slowly learning until things make sense but things pretty much did not make sense until maybe like two three weeks ago and I've been like planting the seeds since like 2017 you know like it officially started this year but the intention and like all this pop-up and all this thing has been you know like started like while back just like okay learning screen printing understanding how shirts are made doing pop-ups selling to some homies you know selling through DMs. I didn't even have an ITIN, you know? So, I mean, there's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what, what barriers, like, 
that you thought existed before no longer exists for you? Oh, on the mental, like that, that I thought, or like the physical one? Either or. Like, what, what do you, what do you, what did you, like, what was constraining you maybe in your mind or even like in the, in, in the physical world? Like, what, what was keeping you from getting there that like right now is no longer an issue? Okay. So I would say one of the physical one, right? The easiest physical one was I-10. It took me a while to get an I-10. So I feel like not having a website, not having a way that shipping labels are printed and all that. And then to be able to make a network thing, that was what restricted me for uh, a big part, you know, to grow and expand the business. And I think on the mental part was just, it was just like, the way I think about it, right? Like, you know, usually like you want to make at least $40 to a hundred, like, like that would be a situation a day and selling clothes just seems impossible. Cause it's like figuring out like production, shipping, how to put your stuff out there. So I feel like thinking of like, how am I able gonna, to do it all, but also not having resources to hire people or just like get help. So I feel like I think that was probably like the hardest part and like slowly along the journey, just learning that there are tools, tips and tricks and collaborations, which really like helped me make this happen and grow it and just kind of like investing it. And I think Alejandro told me one thing that really kept me going was that in this journey of like entrepreneurship, like just take it as a learning lesson and take it as a journey where like everything that you learn now can benefit you in the future or in other businesses. And I think like, I, I think, I think you know, in short, I know I said a lot of things because my thoughts are scattered. But in short, I think the, the mental thing that restricted me was trying to define it and trying to know what is going to happen, you know. So I think it would come back to like that embracing uncertainty and just take it as a learning lessons and not being so like harsh on myself. I love that. Just embracing uncertainty. That's that's great. Um, and you said, dig a little bit more into like your I-10. You said that that was probably one of the, the more difficult um, barriers to jump. Like what, what did that look like for you in terms of timeline? Like from the day that you, you, um, you applied through the IRS to the day that you got it in the mail, like what did that take? Yeah. And, and Bo, I think the, the I-10, that when you mentioned the I-10 thing, it really like, you know, struck because there's probably a lot of folks out there right now in the same situation, right? We are probably graduating high school at the moment or finally finishing college and only having an ITIN or not even having an ITIN and understanding and knowing that, wait, I can use an ITIN to open up a business? Like that, I think we wanna definitely put out there to everyone who's listening and who is either in that same situation or know somebody, a cousin, a, a primo, an uncle, uh, somebody, mm-hmm. right? that can do that. And I think your lived experience will, will hopefully help some people out there. Definitely. I could tell you a little bit about it. I'm not an expert on IT, but I know immigrants rising got a, got resources on it, but, um, so I'm, I'm not good with laws to be honest and paperwork. So I think it took me a while longer than what it would usually take people. So I knew the situation was also a little bit complicated because of like, you know, just like my family structure, you know, like I live with my cousin who's not my guardian, you know, until like a bunch of things happen. And then my parents are in Thailand. And I know I think like sometimes it ties to family. So I was trying to get it probably when I was like 18, 19, and I didn't really understand how to navigate it. And 
you know, it took me maybe like, it took me one year of like actually trying to get it. But I was introduced to ITIN for like two or three years before I even got it. I just didn't know how to navigate towards it. And um, I would say the best way to get it is reach out to like nonprofit organization or undocumented folks in your community. I know like uh, different people who like work with tags or work with ITIN and you know, they're like that because that's the way that they, they hustle through it. So I can't provide too much information on it but maybe i could drop some names for people to go to no i think i think that right there you summed it up mm -hmm. you definitely summed it up um, where your lived experience and how it could be difficult but it also looking back you're probably more aware of how to do that if you needed to do that again. definitely um and more importantly you're right like immigrants rising has a step-by-step -step, uh, uh guide on how to obtain your itin pay taxes, open up a business license, all those mm -hmm, things. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the thing is, like, you really, like, at, at the end of the day, you don't know what you don't know. You know what I mean? And it's about asking questions. I was telling Alejandro right before we got on this, like, man, we're ripping through these podcasts like it's <laughs> as hell. And how long did we take, man, to, like, set up the first meeting to, like, talk about, like, everything that we needed to do for this podcast to launch? And, it, and, like, once we did it, it became so easy. And it's like, <laughs> damn, this is easier than we thought. And like, Bo, we have in practice, right? We have studio notes and everything. Damn. Like, at some point, I was like, <laughs> I told Victor, I was like, Victor, we're pretty professional <laughs> at this now. Um, but also, it took some time because him and I kept saying, we should be recording these conversations that you and I are having. Mm. Because we would just have, like, random undocu-hustle conversations between him and I. And we were like we need to be recording these things. And it took us probably a year <laughs> before we actually, like, got moving forward. With it. God, we, we, would, we would have 100 episodes under our belt if we started then. But either way, like, we started when we started, and now it's getting done. And um, now we got Bo on the line. You know, I think it's incredible. Um, just to, 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 to get us, to keep us going, like, what's, what's your dream for this business? Um, you know, what, what, what what is waving a magic wand and like doing everything that you want to do with your business what is what is the end what is the end result of okay that? so it, it had shifted a bit right but initially it was to um to really be a platform for undocumented folks to kind of come on right and then to feature other folks and like this idea also came out of like uh my, one of my previous creation was which was this Undocu art collective where we just feature a bunch of undocumented artists and we throw shows and you know like you know pretty much create a platform where people can continue to be creative continue to express themselves in their authentic way and be shared right and then and then uh create like product and value products that are beyond like fast fashion and beyond something disposable but something rather like sentimental so like those were kind of like some of the goals with it and then the other part of me was to start taking garments from different countries, right? Like, and different culture and owning our own culture, you know, instead of like a lot of these brands, they buy things from other countries or they appropriate cultures and then sell back to us as a very markup price. And the, the money does not go to our people. So like the idea with this clothing brand is that is to truly like build power and having people own their own culture, own their own narrative, but also have, platform to come on and experiment and like you know like try different things in life and and I feel like 
I mean, currently, I think it's slowly coming together. You know, we're actually going to start creating a database of, because we also created this thing called Monarch Mercado, which came out of like Immigrants Rising um, project that I did with them, where we did an undocumented barbecue conference, just bringing undocumented entrepreneurs together and having like our own festival and our own show. You know what I mean? And then just have people come, learn, be inspired, and then just have that platform. So now we're going to take that platform virtually and then we're going to reach out to every school every nonprofit, and be like here's the list let's just com- keep compiling the list keep featuring people keep having their link to their site and it's just like why are we shopping in other places when we can just support one another and our intention and grow within ourselves you know and this also came from like just like us being fucked up and <laughs> just like keep playing games with undocumented people you know so it's just kind of like i you know we really should build our own agency and community Love it. Love it. Bo, this has, it's, you're definitely inspired us, have, um, you know, dropped some knowledge. You have definitely also showcased that UndocuHustle can happen, that we can start up regardless of our status. So I want to definitely thank you for that. And once again, Bo, where can people find you? Oh, uh, illegal-trip.com. Or just the, that's your that's website. My website. Yeah. So everybody go to that website. What about your Instagram? Uh, my personal one is flies underscore alien. And I would recommend people that they can reach out to me for questions, resources, or even collabs, or like also do workshops and custom clothing. So they can always reach out to me on that. And then the brand's Instagram is illegal underscore drip. Yeah. We'll absolutely um, put your website information, your Instagram on our studio notes, you'll know where to find Bo. Um, last question, um, what number one piece of advice would you give to hustlers when they ask about what to start, how to start up? Okay, so I feel like- Like the number one. Number one. Number one advice. Okay. Uh, okay, all right, this is like cheating it, but I would say ask yourself three questions. <laughs> Maybe two, I, I don't know, I just got through the number out real quick. But ask yourself, like, what would you do unconditionally? You know, like, what would you do, like, regardless of your status? What would you do regardless of good times and bad times? Like, how would you continue to live, right? And if that's, like, for me, it's, like, to be creative, to advocate and to build space, you know? And then the, um, the other thing with us is, like, what are you running from or running towards, you know? Like, so just think about that internal part. Like, is there some, like, what are some traumas or things that you're scared of and running toward? Cause those might be things that are stopping you from starting what you're trying to start or what are you running toward and think about like things that you crave and are those the things that will keep pushing you or are those the things that kind of like also stop you? So I feel like knowing yourself in those two levels will help a lot. And, you know, and then once you answer those questions, like that answer is something that you will continue to live with. And then I think business and life is also kind of like, align in each other because when you're an entrepreneur you live live with it so ask yourself two questions pretty much the third one i just threw out three because i thought it was three but yeah love it <laughs> and oh, oh okay okay yeah, no 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 more advice is it all right <laughs> all right so we're gonna victor's gonna wrap us up but again i wanted to thank you uh both for hopping on sharing your knowledge and and getting that on docu hustle yeah. So just in closing, um, I want to thank all the people who've been listening to us and coming on. It's it's because of you all that, that we really like look to find people like Bo and more undocu hustlers, more immigrants 
who are starting their own business and thriving and surviving um, by their own means, um, really out of survival because, you know, they see themselves in a situation where they either have to work for another person or unfortunately lie sometimes to work for somebody. And, you know, that's the scenario. But, you know, it's okay to make, make, make your bread however you need to. The other thing is that you can also be your own boss. Um, our, our next guest, um, one of my favorite people in the world, Juan Stewart, uh, we're going to be recording him on Wednesday, um, came up with the concept for a hot sauce, um, Green Belly Foods, and um, he has been kicking it in this past year. I talked to him, you know, just a couple of months ago before quarantine. We actually went to one of his concerts because he's also a musician, and he told me that in the last fiscal year, he did he broke a quarter of a million dollars in gross revenue with hot sauce people. I'm talking about bottle by bottle. He's been slaying at food markets, at, at farmers markets for $8 a piece. The man is an incredible human being. He's from Guatemala. So I'm looking forward to getting him on our show next week. And um, um, yeah, so please come, come and listen to the next episode. Of course, um, listen to this episode and share it with your friends and family subscribe and um, please review us. We're trying to get to a thousand um, subscriptions and a hundred reviews. Um, of course, you can look at our studio notes um, for the Undocu Hustle show in the description and that's the show. All right. Thank you. And we'll see you next time. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Alejandro. Bye. Thank you. <laughs>